the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us today for On the Road with Jesus, hosted by Rhody Fisher. As a Christian mom for over 40 years and a teacher of the Bible in public schools for 25 years, Rhody will take you on a journey with some of her friends as they share their experiences and testimonies from their walk with Christ. You'll see that you are not alone in your search for God, your victories with Him, or your failures. Welcome to On the Road with Jesus. Now, here's your host, Rhody Fisher. Good morning, listeners, and thank you for joining us. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for gathering us here this morning. Thank you for your word, Lord. Father, I pray for ourselves, Lord, and especially the listeners that are out there. Search us, O Lord, and know our heart. Try us and know other thoughts. See if there's any wicked way about us and lead us in the way of everlasting. Lord, we love you and we thank you. We ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. We are in Psalm 109 this morning. And so I'm going to start uh, in the New King James, verse 1. To the chief musician, a psalm of David. Do not keep silent, O my God, of praise, for the mouth of the wicked and the mouth of the deceitful have opened against me. They have spoken against me with a lying tongue. They have also surrounded me with words of hatred and fought against me without cause. In return for my love, they are my accusers. But I give myself to prayer. Thus, they have rewarded me evil for good and hatred for my love. Set a wicked man over him and let an accuser stand at his right hand. When he is judged, let him be found guilty. Let his prayer become sin. Let his days be few. Let another take his office. Let his children be fatherless and his wife a widow. Let his children continually be vagabonds and beg. Let them seek their bread, also their desolate places. Let the creditor seize all that he has and let strangers plunder his labor. Let there be none to extend mercy to him. Nor let there be any favor in his fatherless, favor to his fatherless children. Let his posterity be cut off. And in generation to follow, let their name be blotted out. Let the iniquity of his fathers be remembered before the Lord. Let not the sin of his mother be blotted out. Let them be continually before the Lord, that he may cut off the memory of them from the earth. Because he did not remember to show mercy, but persecuted the poor 
and needy man, that he might even slay the broken in heart? As he is cursing, so let it come to him. As he did not delight in blessing, so let it be far from him. As he clothed himself with cursing, as with a garment, so let it enter his body like water and like oil into his bones. Let it be to him like the garment which covers him for a belt which he girds himself continually. Let this be the Lord's reward to my accusers and to those who speak evil against my person. But you, O God, the the Lord, deal with me for your name's sake, because your mercy is good. Deliver me, for I am poor and needy, and my heart is wounded within me. I am gone like a shadow when it lengthens, and I am shaken off like a locust. My knees are weak through fasting, and my flesh is feeble from lack of fatness. I also have become a reproach to them. And they look at me, they shake their heads. Help me, O Lord, my God. O save me according to your mercy, that they may know that this is your, your hand, that you, Lord, have done it. Let them curse, but you bless. When they arise, let them be ashamed, but let your servant rejoice. Let my accusers be clothed with shame, and let them cover themselves with their own disgrace as a mantle. I will greatly praise the Lord with my mouth. Yes, I will praise him along the multi- of the multitude, for he shall stand at the right hand of the poor to save him from those who condemn him. Wow. I it it awfuls, it often baffles me when I hear prayers like this that really are coming against their accuser, coming against evil. Um we often feel when we pray that it has to be just a blessing. But you hear David really his heart is just so hurt from those that are accusing him and wanting to kill him and have ill reproach for him. And he's just saying, God, don't let them get away with this. Well, thank you for your word, Lord, and we pray that you would continue to give us understanding of your word. Well, well, <clears throat> I really wanted to talk about this morning the voice of God, or does God really speak to us? For some people, they feel that God has stopped speaking once, you know, once the end of the Bible was written, um, Jesus was taken to heaven uh, after 40 days of being on the earth. Um, after his um, uh, death, he rose from the dead and he was here for 40 days. And people really, there are some people that think that God doesn't speak anymore. 
that the end of the Bible was the end of the Bible, and if you want to hear from the Lord, you have to get it from his word. And and really, that's true. I mean, you really do need to get into his word to hear from the Lord. But there's other ways of hearing from the Lord. Um, one of the reasons this has come up to me is we have a friend, um, a friend of Mark and myself, my husband and I, and he has known the Lord since he was, I guess, about 18. And he's told us numerous times, I really don't believe God speaks to me. He might speak to you. He might speak to other people. But I've never heard him speak to me. I've never heard him nudge me and say, this is for you. Um, he, he said that maybe maybe pastors have spoken to him and he has felt comforted by that, but it's never a word specifically for him. He says, you know, when I pray, I've never heard God say, hey, this is for you. Um, I'm going to answer your prayer in this way. And, and it's really a shame that we don't feel like a nudge or a certain direction that God is taking us. And I have another friend of my husband and mine who we all, we've also known for, I'm going to say, a good 20 years. And I remember about a year ago, I was talking to this friend of ours, and um, Mark and I were just discussing some things with him. It was right around Christmas. And I happened to be mentioning to him that I really felt that God was speaking to me in a certain way. And what I said to him is, I'd been praying for a long time that God would tell me um, what to do and um, that I would sense his presence so heavily that I knew that that was him speaking to me. And I said about two or three weeks later, I got up in the middle of the night, it was about three in the morning, and I walked to our our bathroom that's, you know, a, an ensuite on our bedroom. And as I walked in the middle of the bathroom, I immediately felt the room fill with the presence of the Lord. It was so heavy that I could almost feel him to my right. I mean, the whole room kind of felt like he was there. And especially on my right side, I could feel like I could almost touch him. And I said that it was an answer to prayer, and God had given me a word. And he said to me, no, Brody, God doesn't do that anymore. He might have done that in the you know New Testament or even in the Old Testament. But God doesn't fill the room with his presence. And he says, the only way that you hear from the Lord these days is by getting into the word and the Lord will, you know, pull out a scripture that'll just about jump off the page. And um, that's the way he speaks to, to us these days. And I thought, wow, I, I really had to gather my thoughts and really ask the Lord, Lord, really speak to me about this. And this has been heavy on my heart, I'm going to say, for the last two or three months. 
And um, so does the, do we hear the voice of the Lord? Is God speaking to us today? Or is it just for, during bis, biblical times? That's a huge question. What do you think, Todd? No, that that is a, a big question, and I think it would be it would be could be different for the follower on depending on their I guess their faith. Yeah, you know, um, I remember reading somewhere, and I can't remember what book that was in. I probably should have looked it up, um, but I believe it was a pastor that said. Um, you know, we serve a personal God. We have a personal relationship with a real and living God. And if we can't hear, have this personal relationship, and, and having a personal relationship with God means that we talk to him in our prayer. And it would be a shame if this living God, this breathing living God that we serve, the Lamb of God who takes away all of our sins, Jesus, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the three and one, the triune God that we serve, and that we tell people, you've got to follow this man. You've got to follow this God. If we can't hear back from God, what a shame. And so I'm posing that question to you out there. Do you hear from God, and if so, how? Well, um, I've told you these two stories, and I do want to tell you kind of my story. Um, and that is, I believe that the Bible, Jesus says he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that's in Hebrews thirteen eight. He says, I, he, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if Jesus spoke to the disciples, not just while he walked on earth, but after he rose from the dead, then he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's going to speak to us now. And I have heard that there are some people that have heard him him mean Jesus with their own ears, and other people have heard him with their heart or their mind. But let's let's go to the Bible and see what the Bible says. Okay, um, I I don't want to I don't want to get lay weight on all these other theories, but um, we, I know that we can find the answers in the Bible. So let's go to. First of all, Genesis, and we'll go to Genesis 1, and we'll go to Genesis 1-1, and it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the deep, the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Verse 3, then God said, let there be light, and there was light. So we know God speaks. He has a voice. He speaks. If anyone was there at the time, well, let's say the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit were all there. They were witnesses to each other as God spoke. 
But let's talk about a human being being witness to what God has to say. So we are going to go to Genesis 3. And we're talking here about both man and woman, Adam and Eve, sinning. And let's go down to verse 9, I believe. Let's, let's start in both, verse 7. Now, this is after they sinned. They, they ate the fruit. We don't know what kind of fruit. A lot of people think it's an apple. Um, I, I say let's not limit God. It could be anything. Um, so verse 7, it says here, Then the eyes of both of them were opened. And they knew that they were naked and sewn fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. Then they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. The Lord called to Adam's and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard your voice in the garden and was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree which I commanded you that you should not eat? And the man said, the woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me the, of, of the tree, and I ate. And the Lord said to the woman, What is this that you have done? And the woman said, to the, said the serpent deceived me, and I ate. Now, I'm going I'm to end there. This is a huge conversation that they're having. It's not, it doesn't say here, that um, when God came in to the, the garden, Adam only felt his presence and assumed God was saying something to him. No. He had a full conversation with God. This is during the days that it was just, you know, animals. And this is in the beginning. This is only in verse I mean, in chapter 3, and he heard, he said he heard the voice of the Lord. He heard the the voice of the Lord. Now, um, yes, that was a long time ago, but I also want to say there is evidence of God speaking in every single book of the Bible, all the way from Genesis to Revelation. And so let's go to Revelation and see what God is saying. So I'm going to take you to Revelation, um, the last book of Revelation, Revelation 22, and we'll go to the last two verses. So um, in Revelation 22, verse 20, now, John 
writes this book. John, who wrote the book of John, wrote this book. We're not talking about John the Baptist. Don't get confused with John the Baptist. He didn't write a book. But this is John um, saying in verse 20, um, he's writing of, of Jesus. And if you read this verse in the Red Letter Bible, it would be in red where, it's, where he speaks. So this is Jesus speaking. Okay, so John, it says, He who testifies to these things say, says, and this is the red part of the Bible. This would be written in red. Surely I am coming quickly. Amen. So even so, come, Lord Jesus. Now that part isn't written in red. The grace of the, the Lord our God. Hang on. The grace of the Lord our I'm sorry, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. And this is, this is how John ends that, that verse. Amen. And that is the last verse of the Bible. But Jesus is saying and ending, it says, Surely I am coming quickly. Amen. So he's coming quickly, and he's telling us that through, through John. So he is speaking to us in his word. Now, I, I, I've got a lot more to say about Jesus and the Lord. You'll, you'll hear the Lord speaking, the Father is speaking. Um, in some cases, it's Jesus, and in some cases, it's the Holy Spirit. But they all have a voice, and I want to encourage you to stay in the word. I also would like to speak to those of you who haven't made a decision for Christ. You haven't accepted Jesus as your Savior. I would like to talk to you about asking him into your heart. Maybe some of this resonates with you. Maybe you're thinking, God is speaking to me right now. And maybe I should give my heart over to the Lord. Well, Jesus Christ came to earth as a baby. We're going to celebrate his birthday soon. I don't believe he was born on December 25th, but it's a day that we celebrate his birthday. And we're going to celebrate that soon. And if you're thinking to yourself, maybe this is the year I'll celebrate his birthday as a Christian. And invite him into my heart. Well, Jesus died for you. He died for all all of us. The Bible says we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We needed a Savior. He came to us as a baby, died on the cross, was buried, and three days later rose from the dead for you and me. He was seen by thousands of people as he walked this earth for 40 days prior to going back to heaven. And he said, I'm going to leave the comforter for you, the Holy Spirit. Well, if you would like to invite Jesus into your heart right now, I would really encourage you to say this simple prayer and mean it with your heart. Dear Jesus, 
forgive me of my sins of the past, present, and future. Come into my heart, Lord, and let me accept you as your as my Savior, the one that died on the cross for me. Help me to follow you all my days here on earth and to through eternity. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you have said that with your whole heart and mean it, give us a call here at Cape Race. Or you can write me on my website, On the Road with Jesus. And we'll be happy to send you a Bible if you need one. Or encourage you to go to a really good church. If you don't have one, we'd be happy to um, lead you to that church. No matter where it is, we'll check it out in the town that you're from and make sure that you go get to a Bible-believing church. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you next time on The Road with Jesus. Bye for now. Love you. Thank you for being here today for On the Road with Jesus with your host, Rody Fisher. Every week, you'll hear experiences and testimonies from her and her friends as they share their journey with Jesus. You'll see that you're not alone in your search for God, your victories with Him, or your failures. If you have a question about today's show, email Rody Fisher at rawfisher at ontheroadwithjesus.com. Spelled R-A-H, Fisher, at ontheroadwithjesus.com. R-A-H-O-D-E with Jesus.com. Or leave a voicemail at 951-817-0094. That's 951-817-0094. On the Road with Jesus is sponsored by Global Expressions Language Project. Learn more at asquaredlamps.org. That's the letter A, squaredlamps.org. Be sure to join us each week at this same time for more On the Road with Jesus, hosted by Rody Fisher. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.